Welcome to the Sleep by Shay podcast. I'm Shay Morrison, sleep expert and co-founder of The Goodnight Co. Join me each week for hints and tips on all things sleep and follow me on Instagram at Shay Morrison. If your sleep has been bothering you lately or for some time and you are not really sure what to do about it, then maybe you need to think about booking a sleep consultation with me. Today, I interview the lovely Ed McLeish. Ed has been struggling with sleep for some time now and really wanted to get back on track and understand how to use sleep as a tool for overall health and wellness. I worked with Ed over the last couple of months with the pack of three consultations and today we chat about the process and how this has helped him. So if you are thinking you need some help, have a listen to what happens throughout this process in this podcast and then reach out and we can get you booked in. Welcome to the show, Ed. It is so fantastic to have you here. We have been chatting now, gosh, for about maybe six months. It's great to now be bringing this all together on this podcast. But first of all, how did you sleep last night? Miraculously, Shay. Well, I'm actually, I'm not sure how much you you get that answer straight off the bat, but um, I slept like a log. Uh, I've got a very sore body at the moment, so... um, that's why I guess my mind was able to be put at ease. I um, ran in the Great Ocean Road Running Festival at the weekend. Oh, and, beautiful. Um, it was very hilly and slippery underfoot. I got through unscathed, but I'm really feeling it at the moment. Fabulous. This is on your new venture of running? Yes, I am in no way, shape or form a distance athlete. I used to do a little bit of sprinting back as like a, a high school athlete, haven't run further than 12 kilometers that I had run on the weekend. So it was definitely the hardest thing I've done physically in my life. That's what I'd like to believe anyway. Wow. So it's amazing how that sort of physicality can really impact and um, sometimes get us good sleep. Oh, 100%. No, and I was obviously uh, away in Lawn, so beautiful down there on the Great Ocean Road. And yeah, just being back in my own bed in Melbourne was um, was great as well. You know, fresh sheets, a big day of work behind me last night being Monday night. So beautiful. One of the reasons why we're here, as I mentioned in the intro, was we have done a little, I guess, a little experiment in some ways. And you had very kindly put your hand up because you were struggling with sleep and saw the um, the need and the importance to do the sleep consultation. So we did three sleep consultations to try and get you back on track with your sleep and really to help you because you identified some areas in your life that you were attributing to um, not getting some great sleep. So maybe if you can just share with the listeners on who you are, uh, what you do, a little bit about your life and how we started this journey. Oh yeah, no worries. Um, I'll try and be as concise as possible. I am Ed McLeish. I'm 28 years old. I am working in communications. I used to be a journalist um, and was doing breakfast radio, um, getting up at 3 or 3.30 to do so. And um, I'd probably found that that was when I was at my most fatigued. At the start of last year, I had decided to move into something that was a bit more nine to five and uh, try and conserve my mental health and vitality and be able to actually go out socially on weekends. That was a great move, but I still found the stresses of day to day being something that impacted on my sleep. 
there were just lots of little micro habits that I wasn't really aware of before I'd gotten into these sleep consultations with you, Shay. Yeah, since identifying where some of the problems are, it's been able to help me get a better night's sleep. Or if I'm not having a better night's sleep, then I know why. Yeah. So people who, who are listening thinking, I've seen the sleep consultations available and I don't think I really need it, but it sounds interesting. How is having um, had the conversations and really unpacking what your days and weeks look like, how has that helped you to now have a better understanding of sleep? What have been the key areas, do you think? Uh, to try and put it simple, the three, two, one method, which was no eating three hours before you go to bed, no drinking for two hours before and no screen time for one hour before. And um, I guess I'm not so religious um, about, you know, upholding each of those three sort of key pillars that help me have a good night's sleep. And that's why I'm probably able to identify when I do have a bad night. I'd say that those three factors, you know, the, the power of checking in, you know, morning, middle of the day and night, and then also that sort of last three hours before you go to bed are so fundamental as to how you sleep and then how you set up your next day. Mm. Ed mentioned the check-in and this was one of the um, one of the areas that I suggested that Ed look at doing, which is a check-in process and it's checking in with your body. We are fundamentally responsible and only individually are we responsible for our overall health. So while it's fabulous to have a team of support people around us, whether that be doctors, dentists, dietitians, naturopaths, you name it, any health professional, ultimately at the end of the day, we are the only people that can make the change. And understanding what's going on for you individually, physically, mentally, spiritually, is pretty important in the setup or overall wellness, but particularly when it comes to getting good sleep. So the check-in process is actually just taking a moment and it can just be a minute a minute in your day, and as Ed said, he has incorporated this into his morning, daytime, and nighttime, which is fantastic. And it's a little check-in, so you can put your hand, you know, somewhere on your body, maybe over your heart, and just take a breath. So it's a a deep breath in, and asking yourself how you're feeling. And if you are feeling content and fantastic, that is amazing. If you're feeling tired, well, then, you know, it might be an opportunity to address what you're doing that day and can you take something away. If you're feeling that your heart is racing really fast, then it might mean that you're under a bit of stress and a bit of pressure. And again, what are some of the things that you could take away from your day rather than adding more things into it? Because I think that we are living in a culture and society these days where there are so many things that we could do to make improvements, but sometimes it's actually about what could we take away and what can we do less of, which will open up the space to feel more relaxed and more calm. Ed, we've had quite a few check-ins and conversations, and that is absolutely something that you say that you are doing on a regular basis, which is fantastic. Yeah, and I had tried the Goodnight Co's introductory product package in it came the morning drops and the calm drops that you take in the middle of the day so I just sort of associated taking the products with checking in and that was something that um, yeah you told me how to do on on the consultation so every time I I think 
you know, I'm putting on the, the morning sort of roll on, then I think, okay, how am I feeling at the moment? And then, you know, how can I improve this so I can get a better night's sleep later tonight? Perfect. Just sort of going back a step, you had mentioned early on that you had had some family history of poor sleep. And, and we talked about this in our, in the consultation. Do you think that sometimes has a, has a role to play in you not getting great sleep in thinking that, oh, well, you know, my mum didn't get great sleep, so I'm not a great sleeper, so that's okay? Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't do anything about it sooner. I just thought, like, it was an unspoken hereditary medical issue that, like, generations of my family had passed down to me. It's like, oh, you know, like, it, like I guess we can self-diagnose it as a, a worrywart syndrome. Like, mm. they, they get stressed out by their day-to-day and then it inhibits their sleep and then I just thought oh god like you know I'm cursed with the same sorts of issues and but no that's not a thing so (laughs) um you now know it's not a thing (laughs) yeah and I'm glad that I'm doing it you know I've told you I've started up my own communications consulting business in order to be across that my work as an employee for a company I need to be on the top of my game and in order to do that I need a good night's sleep absolutely because there are lots of medical conditions that we have that are genetically related, a lot of people think my mum didn't sleep well, my dad didn't sleep well, my parents didn't sleep well, whatever it might be. So therefore, I'm not a good sleeper. But I am here to tell you that you can change it. We can all make changes in order to get better sleep. It's about having the, first of all, acknowledging that sleep is an issue and then being prepared to make some pretty significant, in some cases, lifestyle changes to support it. If you're only interested in taking a magic pill, that's fine, but there's going to be some longer-term consequences that come with that. And just taking medication for the rest of your life to solve a problem that you could probably support in other ways and reduce the medication over time is definitely an area to think about for anybody who might be stuck in that loop of thinking. And Ed, one of the things that, you know, often we talk about when it comes to making these lifestyle changes, so whether that be diet or exercise or sleep, you know, I often say that people when they're on a weight loss journey or, you know, on a fitness journey, they will tell everybody about it. So they're making (laughs) sure that everybody knows that this is what they're doing and it's for lots of reasons, and, and some of those are for support as well. For some reason, I don't think that happens when it comes to sleep. It's like the elephant in the room almost, and for some reason, people are really happy to say that they've got bad sleep, but maybe don't want to talk about the fact that it is as important as losing weight or, or you know getting fit and don't really talk about it with people. Is that something that you experienced, or were you happy to share that with your family and friends? Uh, I was pretty happy to share that with some of my family and friends, I think that a lot of people probably don't get it. I'm probably yeah. in your line of thinking and I reckon that people think that sleeping equals laziness sometimes. So yeah. rather than like a key pillar of health, I think I was probably pretty selective with the people who I chose to tell about going on this journey to a better night's sleep. Um, yeah. And those who I decided to tell, I got a really good reaction from. So it's great to feel supported and yeah, a little bit nerve-wracking, making myself a bit vulnerable and putting myself out there um, by yeah. documenting a little bit of this, which I think it will be on your social media um, yeah. channels. <laughs> yeah, which has been fantastic. Such a testament to you as a as an individual 
being <clears throat> the age that you are and, and a male, because often men don't like to necessarily divulge and share all sorts of things, has been fantastic. And I think it's been so wonderful to work with you because you've been so prepared to make the changes and stick with it long term. Oh, thank you, Shay. Yeah, well, it's been a total pleasure working with you as well. And uh, just never underestimate the power of a good night's sleep. <laughs> How did you find the sleep consultation process? Oh, great. Um, I found it more beneficial to me than receiving the suite of products. And it's not to downplay the importance of the products or anything like yeah. that. But I just thought that unpacking how I was spending my time while I was awake was impacting on the quality of my sleep. Um, mm. I just found that really great to talk about with you, Shay, to get a little bit of homework um, and try and, you know, work towards continuous self-improvement basically and this was just one of those areas where I really need to needed to pay attention to you know everything that I was doing and I found it so beneficial just with all of the takeaways that you were able to give me. Fantastic and we did a three-part series so when you book a sleep consultation you can book one or you can book three. When you're booking three consultations the beauty of that is to have that initial one to really understand what's going on as Ed said, I do give some high work. We wait a couple of weeks so that you can go away and implement some of the things that we're talking about, creating a routine, looking at um, your other lifestyle factors and how they're interacting with your sleep, and then coming back and having a check-in midway through, and then waiting another couple of weeks and doing the third one so that we can really unpack any of the questions that might come up along the way. And obviously, I'm always available on text to answer any questions that you might have because there are quite a few, as you know, and there are quite a few things that you did have to change. And sometimes it's hard to make those changes in one go. And it does, it is requ required sometimes to make them over a period of time. It's that habit stacking process that, that needs to happen. And sometimes you've got to lay the foundations bit by bit and then keep adding more to it. Yeah, you're so right. You know, not every night I'm going to forget to bring a device into my bed, which, um, you know. Forget. Is, yeah. Hold <laughs> on. I have started reading a little bit more in bed, though, and I found that that is just, like, such a, a great way to let your mind focus on one thing and slow your breathing down and, in you know, a sort of low-light setting uh, help you get to sleep, although I'm reading something set in um, Auschwitz in World War Two at the moment, which isn't exactly great for a good night. Yeah, no, maybe not, but it's good at reading a book. Yeah, that's good. I find it helps um, lots of things. Because I had the three consultations with you, Shay, and it was probably just over five weeks or something like that. And I think one of the exercises that I can remember you gave me was to give myself a rating out of 10 for how my performance of sleep was going. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't just sort of make this up make for the sake up. of it, but it, it went you know, progressively up and up and up and it's continued mm. to be good. And while it's not perfect, my, my nights of sleep on a consistent basis, like I can usually always identify why it wasn't yeah. such a good night's sleep. Now that you've laid that foundation, can you see that this will be useful for if you might get off track, get married and have children, have babies and, and that's when you really know your sleep is thrown. Can you see that this will allow you to have that foundation to come back to to get things back on track? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, the power of checking in and then upholding those other two key pillars of health as well, making sure I'm exercising enough, 
making sure that I'm say not eating lollies before I go to bed and uh, for say dessert or, or chocolate or something like that, then I'll know that that's stimulating my mind or waking me up in the middle of the night. Or if I'm drinking too much water, I, I found that I was drinking like a liter of water with my dinner every night and that was getting me up at two in the morning and then I just wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. Like that was the peak of last year while still working nine to five of how I was still not coping that well with my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Upholding those killers, key pillars of health and just checking in. I think that that's so paramount to having a good night's sleep. And I think if we just touch on the water piece and that was a pretty big thing that we uncovered through the process Yes. Would you agree where, you know, Ed was talking me through his day and what was happening and really proud that he was drinking probably three litres of water a day. And the challenge that we covered was that a litre of that was in the last part of the day in the <laughs> lead up to bed, which was absolutely going to be a challenge for waking up because you need to go to the bathroom. The minute that Ed took that away, it was amazing how much impact that had where you didn't wake up anymore. So you weren't interrupted and could definitely get better sleep through that process. Yeah, that was without a doubt the largest factor and, and the greatest contributor to a better night's sleep. Um, drinking less water at night time. I don't know. I just forget during the day and especially now yeah. as we're going into winter. Yeah. You know, you forget and then you're like, oh my God, like, and I, and then you exercise like right before dinner as well. I mean, that's when I usually exercise. So yeah. it's like, you know, you think, oh God, like, I've got to replenish my stocks here and um and then it's just a it's a very bad call so <laughs> and i think the tip the tip for everybody and and you're right it does change seasonally and things like that and in winter it's harder it's harder for people to get up earlier it's harder to exercise in the morning it's harder to drink just even tap water because you want something warm and so a couple of little quick things there are that still try and get your biggest amount of hydration done before midday and only have a small amount post midday um, not to say don't drink water after midday, just really being mindful of how much you're drinking in the relation to that 12-hour window. If you don't want to drink normal water or cold water, then think about replacing that with some warm water. And that could be a great swap out for some extra coffees that people might be having. So rather than having a coffee, just have warm water or a beautiful herbal tea because that is also very hydrating. There's a few different things that you can do when it comes to staying hydrated and thinking about seasons as well. Yeah. 100%. And so, Ed, was there anything in the process that surprised you apart from the water intake? Um, <laughs> was there anything else that really stood out when you didn't really know that? Uh, oh, I wouldn't say that anything really surprised me. I guess just sticking to, you know, a framework of discipline and you outlining those goals for me was really important i'd say shay yeah this fundamental change and what you've now laid the foundation for how do you see this having the biggest impact in your life oh boy um i mean i need to uphold all of those three key pillars of health right so i think if i worked harder and became fitter with exercise and became more disciplined with my diet then that's no doubt going to take me and my sleep to levels that I haven't seen before as well and I'll be some sort of a productive powerhouse that's kicking lots of ass. 
Absolutely. But you've mentioned before that you see such a big impact on how this really helps you with your work and your, you know, your desires to, you know, grow your career and move forward. Absolutely. Now you can see how much impact that has rather than wearing the badge of honor. Well, I only had four hours sleep last night and I'm a hero that, Mm. you know, really getting that extra sleep helps so much with concentration, memory, fatigue, mood, all of the things that are the challenges for people that are wanting to grow their career. Yeah, and I'd be a moody hero at that as well if I were to get those four hours sleep. So I'd be moody to colleagues and, um, you know, the people who I love and care about. It's just not really fair on anyone. So if I can reduce that where possible via a good night's sleep and uh, looking after myself properly, then it definitely helps everyone. Yeah, perfect. You know, you mentioned before that the consultations probably outweigh the product, but is there one product that you've been using that you have really found beneficial? Yeah, I love the sleep mist. (laughs) Yeah, it smells so nice. So I put it on my pillows and doona every night before I go to sleep. So that's like a a non-negotiable, like even if I go away, I'll pack it with me in my toiletries bag. It's great. It's really calming. Um, It sort of takes me back to times where I think I was a bit younger and I'd have like sort of like lavender spray in the bed and I think it has a little bit of lavender in it. And then I thought for some reason in my head that I was allergic to lavender, but I I don't (laughs) think I am. So (laughs) obviously not. (laughs) No, obviously not. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing this journey with us, Ed. It has been um, absolutely fantastic and uh, such an honour and a pleasure to work with somebody who is so prepared to make the changes and really see the benefits. So well done for doing this. Thank you, Shay. Thanks so much for changing my life. It's been, um, yeah, a really nice past few months. I've got no doubt it'll hold me in good stead for the rest of my life. Oh, fantastic. Best of luck and I'm sure that we will be in touch. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Shay. Thanks, Ed. Thank you for listening to the Sleep by Shay podcast. If you're interested in learning more about our guests or any of the topics we've spoken about today, head on over to the show notes for all the details and sleep advice you need. If you like what you're hearing or are sleeping better, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and listen along with the Sleep by Shay podcast to wake up looking and feeling your very best every day. 